cherry pick scriptures or takes them out of context or takes the ones that they like that everybody are doing and making their own doctrines and making their own own little um, ways and their own little um, mindsets of what the kingdom is like and what you are like, Father. Father, let us know what you're like. Let us know what your word is like. Let us know what you want us to do when you want us to do it, Father God. Father God, we bind every other spirit that's not of the Holy Spirit. Father, we ask you to fill us with fire as we walk through the wilderness in this time, God, as we walk through the fire, God, as you prepare us for increase and for the nations, O God, that we'll be a fire who witnesses, Father God. In every and everywhere we go, Father God, it's not about our one man ministry, God. It's about your kingdom being established, Father God. It's about every joint being fitly together where you put us, God, not where we want to be in the body of Christ or on the street corner or at the beach. It's where you put us, God. So, Father, we thank you, Father God, that we'll fall into alignment to where and what you have us to do, that you we can be fully um working with you, that we can be fully endued with power, God, that we can be fully submitted to the Holy Spirit in the way that it's supposed to look like, in the way that it is, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. This message I'm calling, What is it worth? What is it worth? What, What you value, you honor. What what and when things are given without a price, they're considered without value. And it's funny because God was taking me early in the week. And when I say I didn't have anything, it's more like I didn't have to start putting it together. I didn't know what it's going to look like, but I had. When God gives you something, it's just one little revelation of His heart. And then you just got to go with Scriptures. Then He just downloads the Scriptures and then He speaks. And there might be way more scriptures, but he uses certain ones to open our eyes to what his heart is. And we need brokenness in that whole whole thing that we're doing. So, it's given without price, and they're considered without value. And that's, then God was telling me about some of the gospels and some of the bless me, you know, little hit, hit, hit me, bless me, things on stuff like that but not really that but in a sense of everybody loves the 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 grace of salvation because they nobody does anything for it and god was taking me deep into that in my heart all week i didn't even know it was going to be a message it's like and it's like and then he showed me it's like it's like someone that wins the lottery the money and all the things they waste it and all the things that they do with it are more, um, it's, it, it's not planned out. It's, it's, ever heard the word easy come, easy go? Yeah. And then I was like, then God's like, that's almost what false is like, Jesus, easy come, easy go. Mm-hmm. There's nothing of value to you because the focus is he did it all. But if we get a, a full measure of, of the real grace and the truth of the gospel is he did do it all but see when we just think about we don't have to do nothing we deny the cross that he told us to pick up and the sense is we devaluate what he really did and what I'm saying by that is how we devaluate what he really did is because the false is like he did everything we just need to believe and that's true to an extent 
But that will not keep you. And that will not make what He did of more value to, to you. It's like this. Everybody wants a ministry. And then people say, well, just, yeah, send some money because we have it or we can do it or whatever and do this or that and, and put our name on something in some other nation. And, but you know what? They'll never value that ministry. It'll fall apart because they got it for nothing. You see what I'm saying? So God grows things as seed form, and the seed has to die. So when God's growing something, He wants everyone to have a part of it, a part of the praying, a part of the laboring to birth something. People just want everything now. Because Americans and American this and all that, they have the money. Let's just start an orphanage and have it and help people. It's great, but then religion does all that. But there's no, your heart will not be in it if you don't, val, don't value it. So many lose the value of what Jesus did because there's nothing in it for them. And not, nothing of it on their part. So it, it gets cheapened. Let me explain it in, in, in different ways. Because i got to be really careful how I present this because many in, 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 in the hyper-grace movement or even in the regular will, will, will say we're coming under the law. And if they're not talking about the law... I'm talking about value of what He did and the value of what we are to Him. And the reason what He did and the reason why we do what we do. So, if I earned a living, when I be able to accumulate something in my life, it's more to me than if somebody in my family dies and then I just get it handed over to me. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to sell it. You ever know when you go and you want to buy a house and that person, that house was a big deal to that person and it can even be a little bit broken down but they had their blood, sweat, and tear in the house and that's why realtors are like, don't have the owner there because... They will they'll get in the way and say things because what they value a lot more, you're like, that place is falling apart. It's like, but it was, their heart was in it. So in false grace, your heart cannot get in something that you don't come alongside with and, and, and have a part of it. You see what I'm saying? And that's when Jesus was like, pick up, deny, I, I'm going to the cross, but pick up, your cross and deny yourself. So when you have to deny yourself, you're you're coming in into the same agreement with the cross that Jesus did. Well, not that you're doing anything for what He did, because it's by faith in Him alone. It's not by works that any man should boast, and it's not about doing things so we can boast. But religion does that anyway. They believe in false grace, but then they boast about everything they're doing for Jesus. Instead of not boasting in what you're going through for Jesus. See, Paul boasted in everything that he was going through for Jesus, not with what Jesus was doing through him. Big difference. And that's what people always do in religion. And then they say, oh, I had to give up this or that, but but they're doing all this, but then they say how great they are over here. So when something is earned, it's worth more. And that's and I'm not saying about earning salvation. There's nothing to do about your salvation. He he paid it all. But I'm talking about 
your ministry, your calling, your, your things even in this world. That's why He is so worth so much to us when we see how much we are worth to Him. That's what covenant's all about. I'm, I'm giving you everything that I have. Now I want everything that you want. See, fa- false grace doesn't, like, you just want me to say I believe in you. It's great. But then there's all these other scriptures and all this whole rest of the Bible that everybody seems to just want to ignore sometimes. And that's why I can't stand cherry picking because it's like you can never really know the full depth and the price to pay for... Okay, the price that he paid, we continue to pay a price to continue to walk with him because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy And also, we can be deceived. So if we don't stay in the covering and in the anointing and in in the sweet spot, things get harder. So when we learn and all the things that we go through in laboring, not for our salvation, but laboring for promotions, laboring for anointings, laboring for things that He didn't promise us. He said... Many are called and few are chosen. Those types of of situations. So let me read now from Matthew 25, 14-36. This is right after the parable about the oil, right? He said, go buy something. Well, what do you need to go buy something if He did it all on the cross? Because buying something is, is, is an afterthought of go purchase what you can't do with money. How do you purchase Blood, sweat, tears, your, your endurance to seek Him. Right? You can't go to the, to, to, the, to the church down the street and say, Hey, you know what? I want to get a half a pint of oil. Um, you know, I heard there's oil in that church. And, and I'm going to go there. And a lot of people come to the lie. That's what a lot of conferences are because the ministers got oil. They just want to come and get some free, quick and easy oil. And that only lasts till the end of the week. Because the minister is not there every week and every day. So that price is the ministers and Jesus himself as being the chief minister trains us how to get our own oil from him. And as then when we come together, we can all pour our oil onto one another. But we don't, it's not by the price of, it's the price of enduring, it's the price of of standing. It's a price of going through. Everyone says we're going through the wilderness. We're going through the fire. It's Amen. it's the price of of I'm it, your 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 yes to Jesus has a price to it. So and just because we pull the oh uh, the the grace is under that no man should boast this one there one time we have all these things that Jesus says that it's going to take to follow him. You know, and then he talks about some some seed fell here and there and then you know, it got choked out and all these different things. So when we start to have that and they've been with the ministry, people that have been with a ministry for a long time, it's harder for them just to walk away because they have they have paid those Super, um, how spiritual things that they've sowed that it has more value to them. 
That's why the longer people stay, the more they're invested, they want to see the increase. They want to see the fruit. They want to see the, the, the vision come to pass. Yes. And they begin, you see what I'm saying? So it's because there's, they're, they're getting value in it too. They're not just, that's why Mega Minister all is so given this that has nothing for them to do because it's all about advertisement. It's all about money. It's all about we're doing this, 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 and this. And look, you know, we got these big old boxes on the wall in religion. It's like, look, we're giving this much food over here, and we're giving this much here, and this much here, and fucking we're doing this, and we're going on five mission trips here, and we got all this money. Thank you for being a part of this. Come next week. We'll see you again and bring your money. Basically, in the, but in, 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 in an apostolic ministry, but in the ministry of God, it's more than just being a part with you're, you're, you're letting them do something when there is no oil in any of those things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just dead works. Mm-hmm. So, dead people <laughs> do dead works. <laughs> Basically, so God wants people full of oil to do all those things, but with Him, and at the same time, there is opposition because when there's works that are alive then you have the enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy always coming against you. And that's where things are not always fun and easy. And that's where we need to guard our hearts, all of us, because that's for the issues of life. So like for like pertaining with Brazil, yeah, we could go, get a big bill here to do this, and no, they'll have to as they're doing now, meat, they're fasting, going to the mountain. So when God does what He's going to do and, and more than that, He's going to do big things, but they will value it and they won't let the enemy just come in and steal it either. That's another thing too. People come and steal something that you don't It's not that big. Well, I got it. You know, I wanted. I, you know, I wanted in Las Vegas, and then I lost it in Jersey. Oh well, easy come, easy go, right? But we don't gamble in the kingdom of God. Everything we do is important. So Matthew 24, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto his goods. And one unto him he gave five talents, and another two, and to another one, and every man according to his severity ability. And straightway he took his journey. And then... He that had received the five talents went and traded with some and made them another five. So they were, they were, what God had given them, they were making it more. Doesn't matter what it was. Money, they used money here, but money, this, your time, your gifts, your anointings. And, and God wants it to multiply in your life. And that's when He, he, he recognizes that. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained another two. But to the one that re- and, and, and he had another received one, and he digged in this one digged in the earth and hid the Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh to reckon with them. And so he that had received the five came and brought another five, saying, "Lord, thou delivered me five. Behold, I have gained another." Five more. And the Lord said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So faithfulness also brings value. 
If you're not faithful to something, you're not going to... You, you will... Okay, let me reword it in a better way. What you have value in, you'll be faithful to. So they always work together. So he said, over the few and to make you ruler over many things and come into the joy of the Lord. And he also received two, came and said to the Lord, unto me two, and behold, I have gained another two besides them. And his Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things and enter into the house. The Lord says, back up, so into the false crystal that we're just faithful in everything he's done and really we don't have to do anything. That's the biggest problem. But if you really don't do anything and then your works are all dead, then really Jesus doesn't get glorified or manifest out there where he should. So there's many false false, um, conversions or false converts are being made because they're not beginning. If you get a false gospel, you can become a false convert. So Jesus didn't give a false gospel, he gave the gospel. So we need to give a full gospel to have a full convert. And that's what people understand. Says, yeah, 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 what you're saying is right, but it's out of context to the full gospel. And everybody thinks it's just, oh, it's the businessman's full gospel. It was a movement and it said, no, it's the full. No one can, just because you take a name doesn't mean it is what it is. There's ministries around here that call themselves revival, revival church, and they're as dead as a doornail. Right? So, you know, or, or change your name and add revival to it. It doesn't mean you're reviving if you don't change. There's another ministry that had a name and they're like, well, this is what all the young kids are doing, so let's add that. And that's what the church is too. All that, that everyone's, uh, everyone's getting exposed for denominations and all that. So let's just make a cool name and just mask it over that. But all of our paperwork in the back, all of that stays. All the bylaws, all that stay. But we'll just change it to elevate church. Or um, I'm trying to stay away from some of the names that have done it. That you know, just a cool name. You know, that kids will like, and that won't sound religious. But it doesn't matter what you sound on your clothes. Your heart's still the same. Same with anything else. So and, you know, we don't do all those things to attract young people because. You'll still lose them because you're not you're not putting any value into them of the price for the anointing and the price that Jesus paid for us. Because if you if you honor the price that He paid, you'll be willing to pay a price too. And 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 it's not paying for your salvation. You're paying a price for the anointing, a cost. It, Jesus said, "Have you counted the cost?" So don't come with your religion and say, "Wait, it's all free." But Jesus says. Someone even went to build, but he started building, and he says, did you sit down, and you, did, you, did you count the cost? Did you really think about it? That's why a quick prayer, you don't really think about it. Have you, because we don't want, it says, lay hands on no man suddenly, even in the Bible, and there's all different people have all different revelations of that, but it's like, salvation's, you can suddenly be saved, but God's been working on that heart for years, and then you need to bring them into the full gospel. That's why many left, because if he would have just said it's just miracles and now it's great and just and just follow me, listen to me. But what he did when he, he said pick up your cross and do all these things everybody left, he put a demand. He put um, something that they would have to do, and then that was too too then it became too heavy. Too much. 
You know, I can't forsake father, mother, brother. I can't do this. And then they say, not now, but Lord, I'll do it later. But he says, those that basically don't do it now, they'll never do it. Because the enemy will see that, he'll hear that, he'll, and he'll be like, oh, I'm going to give you so much, you'll never want that. He says, Lord, to him, he says, well done, good and faithful, servant faithful over a few, I'll make you rule over, come and, and into the joy of the Lord. Then, which had received the one, he borrowed it, and he said, I was afraid. He said, I neither sown nor gathered where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid the Lord's talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast, that is thine. He's like, you gave me salvation, Lord, let's just use that as an example. Here it is back. But God said, I saved you, not just so you can come to heaven. I saved you so you can become me on the earth. I saved you so you can be changed into my Lord. I saved you so you can destroy the works of darkness. I saved you that you this mind can be in you that's also me. I didn't just save you just because you needed a Savior. I also saved you because I had a plan. And I also saved you because... I, and I did it in such a dramatic, in such a, a way that was so giving it all because I wanted you to know it's the price that I paid for you. What are you willing to do back for me? Not for salvation, but to show relation. See, that's all they want to say. It's all about relationship. Well, there's no, there's no way to have relationship without the full gospel either. Oh, brother, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Yeah, well, all the religious people really don't have relationship. They have this false gospel that they pretend they talk to somebody, but he never tells them to die. They talk to this person, but they never tell them that they have to give up their life. They talk to this person that tells them that they want to... So, that's not the full counsel. They talk to this person, but so their relationship is really with themselves. Because they t- convinced themselves that, that the gospel that they're following is the right one, but it comes against the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the kingdom. And, the, and never in the gospel of Jesus Christ has ever said, well, if the Lord wants to do it, He'll do it. I'm available as you're not reading your Bible, not talking to anybody, and then, and, and those types of people, when you get around them, they're chameleons because nothing in their life has even the evidence of religiosity. They're just two different people with, with this false thing. And then they have maybe, you know, something on their, their finger or their wrist that says a scripture or a tattoo, but by their works, they deny Him. So there Jesus said, by, by works, you deny Him. So when you start to present works to Him, the whole thing becomes more valuable to you. And Jesus comes more valuable to you. It's not easy come, easy go. Because that's what it is. It's like, easy come, easy go. And it's easy to, it's easy to, to get that in there, but then they say, well, you, you can never lose it. But how about, maybe you never had it. But I'm going to show you even more in the scriptures about that. And he said, Lord unto him, well done. And he said, you received the one talent. He said, you're a hard man. 
reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not straw. And I was afraid, and I and went and buried it in the earth. And lo, there that is thine here. Hey, I'm giving back to you. I didn't give it away. I didn't. Here it is. Here's my. Here's the salvation. You said I would say this. Said the prayer. Here it is, Lord. Remember that day. I'm dead now, and here it is. I said, Lord, come into my heart. Save me. I'll follow you. You even said your fight didn't even think about it because it's just a rehearsal of what you do, but you don't really count the cost or you don't you didn't value what what you were doing. Like when you do anything in the world that's gonna cost you everything, you're gonna take weeks and months to probably do it. And probably ask a lot of counsel too. So let's say you you know, you're saying this is a big investment. Everything I have it's going to take. And for the minute, I'm not going to have nothing. Because I'm going to invest in that, and I can't touch it for years. And in the kingdom, we're investing our whole life into Jesus Christ, and into the kingdom. So we're taking our whole life, everything that we have, and we're giving it to Him, and we're really not going to see how great the investment was until we die. <laughs> so it's like that in life. So if you were like, okay, I've been working 30 years, I have $100,000, investment and I want to invest it for for the future for retirement let's say and let's say the kingdom of God in heaven when we die is our retirement from this world right it's basically so and, and, and you're investing that retirement so are you just gonna are you gonna study all the what do they have those type of different things of right you're gonna do your homework right you're gonna count the cost you're gonna sit there and really ponder. And it's not going to be a cheap, it's going to be... And even if you, it goes wrong or the wrong way, you're, you're knowing, well, you did all you can and you got all the advice. Hey, things happen. But if you did just pick one, like people just pick a religion, pick one, okay, I'll just take, what is some of those, with the rest of the one with the, the umbrellas that... Life and whatever, I don't know any of that because I don't have any, but you know, one of those uh, things, I know some of them were there, they get you there, hey, you know, pay $8 a month for the rest of your life to get some of these. So, right? And then you just, oh, just pick that one. None of you will do that with what you've earned that can fade away in seconds that's worthless to God. But then when it comes to your life, you just pick one really interesting how we've we've gotten because we really if we really believe what the word said we would really find out if jesus is really the one and if he is really the one we wouldn't follow any other or or and then we would value it way more because of what he's showing us and what the word says so i'm not trying to come really against i'm trying to impart to people how to 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 walk this gospel with value then he said, and his Lord answered and said, And thou wicked and slothful. He calls the guy that said the prayer that he gave, Hey, here's yeah, salvation. Now what are you going to do with it? He says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So if you fear and tremble now, you won't fear and tremble later when you stand before him. And he said, Thou wicked and so he called them wicked. He didn't even. He kept it. He kept the one thing. You know, I'll keep it. All right, I'm saved. I'll keep it. And he says, Thou knowest that you, I reap where I sow not, and where I not straw, 
And now honest thou have gave it to the money exchangers. At least invest what I'm giving you into others and do something to advance my purposes on the earth. Because I didn't just save you because you needed a savior. Because everybody does. I would just save everybody. I love everybody. But also, I saved you because I want you to see the value in what you have and what I am and what I have for you. Because in that value, there's anointing. Therefore, so I put all my money in exchange, and you should have done that in coming. You should have received my own with a little bit more. In other words, you did nothing with what I gave you. What's, what's your worth? You're, you're lazy and slothful. And, not, I'm not, and we're in a great place, but God's expecting us. But there's people out there that just go to a place and they don't, because there's nothing multiplying. If you got feeding the hungry and all that, but nobody's getting saved and Jesus is being glorified, and you're just giving, um, nothing's, nothing's, nothing's producing. You're, you're, you're sowing into dead. So they're like, Shatira was talking about seed coming later. There's really, you're sowing into bad ground. And they're like, it's great ground. Look, we're doing all this stuff. And Jesus like, well, but there's no anointing. And the dead are burying the dead. And my kingdom's not being advanced. My name might be being advanced, but in a false doctrine or a false narrative or, or without value. And yeah, with no oil. So I need you all to be the oil carriers to explain what the oil is about. So he said, to every man which is given, and he says, for unto them that shall be given, this is interesting, for what you shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but, now think of the, the whole thing about salvation, and what Jesus said, store your treasures in heaven, all these things that we're doing for the future. He says, to one that shall be given, shall have an abundance, but from him that has not, because remember, he took it away. Even that what he had, the one he took it, and he, he took, look, watch this. From him he had not shall be taken even that what he has. What do you think God might, Jesus might be talking about there? Are you going to take it from the, from the, the dead scholars, from theologian, and say, well, he's just talking about money? You don't use money in heaven. God doesn't really care. He's really about money here, unless you're using it to advance his kingdom. And cash, he said, Cast the unprofitable, he didn't say the, the, the unprofitable servant into hell. Like, oh my God. So how is that once saved, always saved in a sense, or um, having no value, or just taking a few scriptures and standing on them, because it's not the full counsel of God. Just because you have a few scriptures doesn't mean it's God. And if you have the wrong scriptures, and they're not put together in the right context of the heart and the whole full counsel of the Word of God, you have heresy. So many are standing on heresy and believing that they're going to have a reward. So he says, there there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said, he called them a servant. And it's something he gave to him. So there 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 was a beginning of a relationship, but the relationship didn't increase on the other end. He earned it. He gave it for nothing. The talent wasn't... Oh, this is good. I'm getting right from the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just like salvation, right? It wasn't earned again. He gave it. And you know, hey, that guy looks a little more saved than that guy. Yeah, but they're both saved. So he gave this one, this many, and this one. So he gave it, and now said increase it. So he gave it. It didn't cost money. He didn't... 
The guy did nothing for that, but now he says, increase it. He's saying, do more with it, right? I want it to multiply. I want you, you to... And so he gave this talent. He gave it to him. So it's free, just like salvation, right? And before he shall be got... And he said, and before him... And he says this, and the Son of Man shall, shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, and then shall you sit upon the throne of glory. And before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another. Them that have the increase. And the shepherd divide his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them, On thy right hand come and be blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. Everybody always just thinks it's maybe the natural, right? The dead works. Oh, we feeding all these people. We do all that too. We do it both. Oh, you're, you're, and we're building water wells in the nation. Here's another thing. Give us money. But they're not giving any living water. Jesus said, when you were thirsty, I gave you gave a drink. Remember he said, in our belly will flow rivers of living water. And I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. Covering one another in love. Now, and I was sick, and you visited me. And how, and how about healing, too? I was in prison, and you came unto me. So he's talking about you did things in his name. You, you didn't just live for yourself. There's a deny. All those things right there take you to pick up your cross. Nobody wants to just, hey, I'm going to. So it has to become a lifestyle for you that you're doing it not religiously because, or you want to be seenly by other people what you're doing, but because you value what He did. And you're putting that value back to Him. Say, I know how important it was and what you did for me. How can I not see the value and not reproduce you on the earth? Naked and clothed me and visited me when I was in prison. And this is why I can't stand the false. Because automatically puts an emphasis on him, but cheapens him. Oh, he did it all. God will save who he wants to save. He'll do. So let's go now to this woman. And then, and, and then this one, you can think about how she poured it out. Matthew 26. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days of the feast and of the Passover... So I believe there's, 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 some people think there's two women, different women that put oil on him. But there, when you look at some of the details of all that, it might be the same scenario at the same time. Because it was the same kind of house. And it was at a Pharisee's house. And there was also, and one was like in the, towards the beginning of the gospel. And one, the others were right before he went to the thing. But I think what, what, the writer in this was elaborating is on the thing of the spirit of it. You know, when somebody's taking God's showing other people different aspects. 
So maybe he wrote it later or he heard someone else's and he went back. Who knows? All that stuff. All we know is, is that really important? Let's just, pre- let's not pretend, but I think it's, take it as one time because I want to see how, how differently we can shift in this whole thing of how people see things, but how God sees it. He says, he said, um, and, and he finished all these things and he said unto the disciples, you know that the two days, and two days the feast of the Passover, the Son of Man shall be betrayed and be crucified. Then assemble together the chief priests and the scribes. And whether or not, they both poured out something expensive to him. And the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas. So the people in the palace of the high priest who was called, and consulted them that they might take Jesus by substitute and kill him. But they said, no, not on the feast day, lest there be come an uproar of the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leopard, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of a very precious ointment. Some say a jar. It was probably a jar. I mean, a box. And poured it on his head. See, they emphasize about her pouring it on his head. As he sat at meat. So this one, this time in this, she poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they were angry. They had indignation. They were jealous. They were saying, hey, why does he always get all this attention? Hey, why, you know, what, what's going on? And then, saying, what, pur- this, what purpose is this? This is a waste. See, what religion calls a waste, God calls value. And it was valuable to Jesus because it was valuable to the woman. For the ointment might have been sold for a lot and been given to the poor. See, their whole mind is religion. Let's just pour the money out here because we got to do dead work. We got to do works. But when his disciples had indignation and they called it a waste, and he said it could have been sold for a lot, and Jesus understood it. So in other words, he, he, by the Spirit, he knew exactly what they were thinking and doing because of his, he had a very strong spirit of discernment. And you can have one too if you value him and buy some oil. People act like why they're so carnal, don't they? Because they have no value in Jesus. They, they put all the value in only what he did, but not in him. Mm-hmm. Understood to them, then trouble you, the woman, for why are you bothering her and why are you mad at her? For this woman is a good work unto me. For have the, you have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. In other words, you can do religious duties all the time. But the value of Him, can you hold it? Can you keep it? Can you give it up? Can you give your value 
of yourself up? Can you be broken in that? For you had, he had poured this uh, anointment on my body. She did it for my burial. She was valuing his burial. She knew by the Spirit something was up. And he, see, even in the body of Christ, someone might be just getting ready to die. And everybody's getting mad at that person because they're getting blessed or something's about to happen. And they only see with their carnal and natural perspective because they don't see the value in that person or what the purpose is going to be. The purpose what Jesus did was the most important purpose that the world has ever seen. But people in the world, and that, oh, that little hotter word, oh, what's this? What are they doing? They could be doing this. Why aren't they doing this? Religion always comes and wants to, wants to judge or say, why are you doing this? We should do this. Because they're not in the Spirit. They're seeing carnally. They're devaluating what God really values. And that's what all, the, all, the, all, the, all these people here, they were doing. They were devaluating what this woman was valuing, and it was Him. They were actually devaluing the one that was going to set them free and bring them in, into heaven forever. They were, they were denouncing Him and saying the poor is more important than the king. The lost, the heathen is more important than you. That's when people like we get say, we well, you know God says bless the people in the house, God first. Oh, that's not that. The religious people are like, oh no, God. It's like, why would you? Jesus said, what you done unto the least of these? He said, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. And he said, the least is you done it unto me. The least of these, but religion, because the religion likes to control everything in their own way because then they can do their part and and say it's valuable. But God says, the only thing it values is what I put value on. The only thing that I value is what I put filled it with oil. So this woman took her most precious and most valuable thing and she poured it over his head. They're like, oh, they, she just wasted all that. And they're like, oh, you know, people are saying, well, why are they doing that in Brazil? You know, they shouldn't do that with the money. Look at all the people that are hungry. And that, it goes all the time. But if you're being led by the Spirit, God's valuing what He's doing, and He's going to breathe on it, and He's going to put more oil, and it's going to multiply. Right. And the religious people are going to have more indignation. And the religious people are going to question more. And the religious people are always going to say, it's a waste. Yeah. It's a waste. Hey, that's wasteful. You should do it our way. We know it better. All the, look at all we're doing. We're all over the world. But Jesus is still not even there. <laughs> One day with Jesus, He can feed 100,000 people and they can go home and go to hell. That's why it's so important to value Him then He'll value you. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went. He was so mad. This guy, look, check this out. First, let me say this. And then he said, Where, wherever this gospel will go, this will be preached into the whole world. And that's why I think they're all one because there's four gospels and this was talked about in all four but in different scenarios and, and, and the other in, in Luke. 
and done and told for a memorial of her. Now, not only was she valuing Jesus and making a memorial of an importance of Him, now He said, I'm going to make that of you. I'm going to make that of you because you value me. The others, they don't value. Religious doesn't really value Jesus. They value what He did for them, but they're not, about, they're not valuing Him. And if you don't value Him, you can never really get Him. You'll get religion. And then you might lose what you think you have because there's really no relationship. So he said, then, then when he found out she's going to be more, and he's like, I've been walking, I've done, I've given up my life, I've fallen three and a half years through the dust, had nowhere to lay my head. He's, he's been poking at me, pointing out all my problems all this time. This, this, I, and, and now this woman, this prostitute, this um, woman comes and he's going to moralize her because she broke her little oil, her perfume on, her little oil on him. That's it, he said. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go betray him. And one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest, and he said unto them, "What will you give me? Because <laughs> he ain't giving it to me. See, he didn't think he was getting anything from Jesus all that time. It's a waste because he's given us nothing. Or see, he didn't." No kingdom mind. The whole... This is so deep. He gets mad, goes back to the religious system. I'm not kidding. Not even knowing, like the wax on, wax on, what's being done in the spiritual realm. What's being done in the relationship. What's being done in the secret place. What's being done in the chambers. What's being done in the inward. What's being implanted in the mind so when the Holy Ghost comes and imparts... All revelation explodes because he devaluated that because it was all about him. And really, it said later on he's a thief anyway. In that aspect, religion steals and kills. And what did he do? He wanted to steal and then he wanted to kill. And then he said unto them, Go and give and deliver him unto us. And they coveted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunities to betray Jesus. So now, not only was he went from being um, offensive, angry, religious, um, have probably a bunch of offenses, jealousy, because, hey, why are you giving that oil? I'm supposed to get the oil. Let me figure out what I'm going to sell it and do with it with the poor. Because I want to give to the poor, because I like that notoriety too. When I give to the poor, I get attention. And then... He's like, no, she did the right thing. So he wanted the control too. Now all that stuff he's wrestling, this guy's wrestling with. Now look at this next one in Mark 14 where they emphasize and she broke it. After two days was the feast and the Passover and the unleavened bread and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft. And, but... And put him to death. But they said, no, it's the feast. Lest we have an uproar in the people. Um, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he sat at meat. There came a woman having an alabaster box. They're going in this guy's house to eat. And here comes a woman barging in. Probably God the Father said, he's in there. And... and 
You know who he is. He's the Savior. There came a woman having an alabaster box, a box of ointment, some say a jar of ointment, of spikenard, a very precious and costly, and broke, she broke the box and poured it on his head. She didn't just want to even save the bottle. The bottle, if the, the oil is that expensive, the bottle was priced, but then she could have go got filled it up with something else later. She was extravagant enough. She broke it, said, you know what, I want to give it all. I don't even want to take any of my life back when we get saved. I don't even want to take a little part for me back. I'm breaking everything, so I'm leaving it there, and I'm leaving it all with Him. That's what the cross is all about. Leaving it all with Him. <laughs> so, the woman having now best by she and she she poured it all over his head, and then where there were some that had indignation, there were some that were so angry, there were some that were so jealous of them in, within themselves. See, Jesus knew that they act like they were smiling at Jesus. Oh, that's great, Jesus! I'm so happy. You know how they get you know the little church smile. Oh, hey, hey! Oh, you got the new car, huh? It's great. Oh, Pam, right? And, and it's like, man, why is he getting mad? Same thing, we do it with one another. Yeah. And he's like, do you come, you know? Wow. That's, that's, it's basically the, in our heart where it starts. Is within themselves, they said. And then they go later and say, hey, we've been, in this, we've been doing this one time. No one knows the price that that person paid for the oil. Yeah. Or for Jesus. Because yeah. when you have Jesus, you have everything. And then he... He trusts you with more because you're not covetous and it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to worry about blessing you because you value Him. He doesn't bless religious people because they've given their 10 and then they got 90 to, to, to waste on themselves. Some of us need to be set free even in this room today. And he said, and so, so he said, and it said, come the woman having, and she broke it and poured. So she was, it was like, she didn't think, she didn't think about it like that. She's like, boom, it's yours because she valued him and she knew I swear, there's nothing more important right now than him. Amen. The poor is important, but if he's not number one, then. That's just works, dead works. <laughs> and if we don't see us as Christ, each and every other person, we'll become just like Judas. For we might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. They got mad at the woman. Imagine that. People come here. And somebody comes... And gives, their, and says, you know what? Gives everything they have, even before they die, to, to somebody. And then everybody gets mad at them. So they should have gave it to do this and this with it. And then, and it's like, but it was Jesus. It's not even a person. And they're like, Wait, the lady just gave everything she had as a sacrifice to somebody. And you're mad about that? 
And obviously, if God's leading her to do that, God's going to do something with that thing that she gave. But religion wants, you know, to get under the government and do it this way and let us have control of what we do. There's no control in love. We have the poor with you always, and when, and, and whenever you will, you may do to them. Do good, but with me you have not always. He has done what she could. She is come afore before to anoint my body for burying. You don't know what God might be bringing some people right before they're ready to die. It could be a plane. It could be other people. It could be a radio station. And you're going to say, oh, that money should be used for what? You know, go, go sow it in the really Look at all the water wells. And there's so many people so thirsty, dying. You become your own God when you don't value your God. It says to the whole, he said this will be known for the whole world. He was just did that just in case, just because he was so. Sometimes even when you're preaching, you see that spirit in the house. You even preach more because you want everyone to hear that because it, Jesus began to get his own righteous indignation for that woman. But he loved Judas the whole time. It wasn't he didn't get angry, but he knew the spirit that was starting to take him over. That spirit that was starting to take Judas over. And Jesus finally knew he was already taken over. He says, Spirit entered in you. Go do what you're going to do. He didn't even say, You better not go do that because you're going to hang yourself. You're going to end up, you know, and it's, you're going to throw the money in that thing. It's all in the book of Psalms and all. It's all in the Bible. What he's gonna, and he, he said, Go do what you're going to do because you already did what you're going to do in your, in your heart. We sin before we ever go sin. It's right there in James. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priest to betray him. Now looks at the Pharisee's house. Luke 7, 36, 40, and I'm, I'm just about done. And he went into the Pharisee's house. The Pharisees desired, they, they, look, the Pharisees invite him over. One of the Pharisees desired him that he would come with him. And so now they're focusing more, a little bit more about whose house and what, what situation they're in now. It's not so much focused on the on the on the one part. The Pharisee's house and sat down at meat. And see, they sat down at meat. The Pharisee's house. The guy was called Simon. This is in the beginning of the gospel, almost the other one. So I'm not going to debate whatever. There's an alabaster box. Behold, a woman in the city. See, they didn't say her name in this one. So that's the just to let people because. You know, and then, so for the sake of if I'm wrong or not, it doesn't matter, the Holy Spirit. I think it's the same thing. Which was a sinner when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house. See how sometimes what you focus on, what bothers you in the writer is going to be what you get on paper. What you get, but it's all the same story. What did you catch in the movie? Say everybody watched the same movie. What part touched your life? What part made you cry? And what part made you mad? See, so when you, when you get these Gospels, you're going to get the part of the heart. And what part was God showing them? Because God was working something in the writers as well. 
In the meat of the Pharisees had brought this alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet and behind him weeping. See, now they're focusing on, on what the woman was going to. So now I'll go back to the other one and say, and she was even crying and weeping. And not only did he pour it on his head, the whole thing went all the way down his whole body, the oil. And now even the woman weeping, they get mad about. Not only that, about what they get mad at the woman weeping and and began to wash his feet with tears and wipe them with their hairs and kiss his feet and anointed them with the ointment. The ointment was everywhere. So this is the part that Luke was picking up. The ointment was everywhere. And then she began to wipe his feet as well with her and, 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 and anoint his feet. Now, when... The Pharisees which had bidden him saw it. They spoke within themselves. Now we're talking about the disciples. And now the Pharisees were saying, This man, if he were, <laughs> now saying, if he were a prophet, now they're questioning his gift. Because of what the religious mindset said what they sh- he should do and allow be done unto him. Or receive from somebody or not receive from somebody. Was a prophet... He would have known that this, what manner of woman this was that touches him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. So I stopped there. And see that? Not even now. Now they're not mad. Now they're mad at him for receiving the blessing. For receiving the anointing, because see the legalistic and the judgment, and the, how could he he receive that from that when he didn't know that was already changed into that because they were blind, they couldn't see. What you, what you call a waste, God calls value, and that woman was very valuable to him at that time. They were made, and here, let's go to the last one, John 12. And then the six days before the Passover came Bethany and Lazarus, and which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, there had made him a supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, so if we take all these together, we know that she broke it. We know that it was costly. We know that it was all. We know, you know, so you, it's like a whole, you can see like all, all that in, in, in the aspect of it. And don't forget where we started in the beginning too, because now you guys are all into this parable, but it was about what is it worth and about our worth and about all that about honoring Him and honoring the gospel that He's given us. And when we give that Holy Spirit to Him, we're doing it unto the least of them. The oil we're giving out. And Mary took the spike guard and the costly, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped with His feet with her hair. And the house was filled with odor and the ointment. Then saith His disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which, you know what could have happened to Jesus, they're like, Luke. You've forgotten. Jesus said, all the Gospels 
has to have her in for memorial. Don't you remember? And Luke added it in in that one part of the scripture. You know how we add stuff in later when we're like the story. It wasn't all. I know it was all went that order of stuff. It was three and a half years. Interesting. They're like, hey, wait, you better do it. It's like Jesus said in the Gospels. Are you writing the Gospel? I'm writing the Gospel. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Back it up. Let's put it right in here. And it was one of the shortest, different ones. And he was like, I can't remember. What is that? Is it the hair or the feet? Why was the ointment sold for 300? Now it's like, why wasn't it sold for 300? It's like this poor woman. And it says, and then now, now he goes from recognizing that. Watch this. And he said unto him, he did not care. Now he's, now in this parable, yeah, now he's exposing the heart of the, the one that's stirring up. See, there's always going to be one that stirs. Some will be like, oh, I feel it's the Spirit. And then someone will come and bring witchcraft. Someone will come and bring a little confusion or say, yeah, they shouldn't do that. Or They never thought of it because the Holy Spirit was all cool with it. You know, we're moving in the Spirit. Then somebody will always come and say, you know, just sow that little seed of, and then bring, and then people start wondering or make that little phone call. Hey, you know, they said that. Why are they playing that? Or why are they doing that? If they said this and that, and and every, everything's in unity. But then that that's just that one person, and then that person, like, yeah, showing you what the devil wants you to see, not what the Holy Spirit's showing you. You see, the Holy Spirit was showing all of them something a little different, but it was all the same. They're all at the same party, the anointing burial party. <laughs> and Jesus was the, the the guest of honor. And he said, Jesus, let, let, let her, and it says, and why? It says, let me just back it up. This. So wiped her feet, filled with the odor of the ointment, and then said, one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him? Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a he didn't say, because I'm a thief. Jesus discerned it and knew already he was a thief. People are like, how do you know that? You can't say that about that person. That's gossip. Or that. it's like, see what I mean? How we shut down the spirit in Revelation all the time because we think in our carnal mind. And he had the bag. It's funny, Jesus gives the thief the bag. <laughs> Showing that he really doesn't care about that. That's a great testimony. Give the thief the bag to show that I'm going to do the scripture. I'm going to live it. They say if they steal your tunic, give them your coat too. Hey, if they steal from you, give them the whole access to the bank. Because I'm the multiplier. I have, I have it all. And he had the bag, and he bore which was in it, and he kept which was in it. Then, and he probably had to replace some of the stuff he stole already because it didn't look. The bag was getting light, and they didn't buy nothing. <laughs> and it's like, hey, move the bag. It's like, we have the bag. We just went out for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or uh, some some fish and some flatbread down the street at um, Uncle Nicodemus's. Um, <laughs> Uncle Ni- Nicodemus's. Um, Pizza Hut. Greek pizzas. Greek pizzas. <laughs> Alone in, in the day of my burying has... And, and it's like... And he still wanted 30 more pieces. 
He wanted 300, but he settled for the 30. See, he didn't value the whole and he took a part. He didn't value the whole and he took the tithe of it to betray Jesus. Because that spirit in him. And he didn't only even rob Jesus, he betrayed him fully and killed him. For the poor have you with you always, but for me, not always. There, and he came, not Jesus' sake only, but that he might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. That was an awesome part. You had Lazarus there, you had the Pharisees there, you had Jesus there, then you had the, the prostitute there. Just the whole story we got in our race, like everybody's like there. You got the religious people in the room, you got the legalist people in the room, you got the the, the religious people, Judas in the room, you got the jealous people in the room, you got Jesus in the room, you got like everyone, then you got the prostitute in the room, it's like a Holy Ghost party. And Jesus is just sitting there getting anointed. And he's got in two days I'm gonna or whatever amounts of days I'm gonna be hanging there. It's like and he keeps telling them and they're not even realizing what the party's about. You know? Everyone can stand up. Amy, you wanna come up or? And the chief priest consulted. Now after the big party. The chief priest consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. I'm not done. You didn't stop, did you? No. Okay, okay. But that, by the reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. But because of all that that just went on, even the indignation, even the Pharisees and the religious people, they invited him to his house not because they loved him, not because they valued him, not because they cared about him, because they wanted to know what was going on about him. Because all the heavens were shaking at that time. He was about ready to go give his life on the cross. He knew that. And, he, and, and this whole thing played out. And the, the people that were supposed to be there were there. And even Judas was supposed to be there. He was there. But I want to be one of those in that room. That I'm supposed to be there, but I'm like that woman. Whatever I have, God, I'm not going to hold nothing back from you. My life is yours. What is a living sacrifice? Because God knows all of us value our life the most. If you get cancer, or if you have 10, 10 weeks to live, You'll give everything you have in this world to keep you longer on the earth. And especially if you don't know Him. If you know Him, you might value Him more and say, you know what, what's a little more time for me? Let me divide my inheritance, expand the kingdom, and be with my King. See, our whole perspective changes when we value the King. Because when we value Him, He begins to value us. And He begins to pour back everything that He has on us. He begins to pour His heart upon us. <clears throat> His holy oil. His anointing. And when we value one another, and when we honor one another, and in unity, what does it say? <clears throat> when brethren dwell in unity, it's like the oil that pours from the head of Aaron's head all the way down his all the way down his garment. And it's like when brother dwell in unity. So that's why God doesn't want Judas's among them. Because Judas's steal the oil. 
Judas has devalued the oil and they misused the oil for their own gain, for their own works, for their own agenda. And that's why we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Father, we ask for more oil today, God. Father, we ask for the nations, God. Father, we ask for this new level of glory and impartation and fire to come, God. Father, all the people, they're beginning to hate us even more. They're beginning to make remarks. They're beginning to to judge and say, you know, you should do this or this, or this is not an apostolic ministry, or this is not that. That just means we're getting ready to die. And I thank you, Jesus, that to die is to live. And to live, you have to die. And Jesus says, what, if, what is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? What profit is it to a man? Father, when we value you, we don't value the world anymore. So Father, we ask you to get our household in order, our temple in order, our mind in order, our hearts in order, that we can continue to be that woman that was able to be remembered by you, memorialized by you. At all times, God, let, it, let us be that one that, that you remember all the time, all through the gospel. So you can't just skip through it. It's there every time you read it. You can't just read one part. There's, there's, there's things in there that like, you don't hear them for years and years, but you always hear about this woman. Why? Because she had nothing or whatever she got it for was, was, was devaluing herself. She said, I'm going to pour everything that I, it was all about me onto him. Everything, you know, I got that. I, I pulled a couple tricks or whatever that I got it the wrong way, but I'm going to make it the right way because I'm going to give it to him. And, and when I give it to him, and, and she didn't give it because she wanted anything back. She just gave it because she valued him. I'm just telling you, when you value him, he's going to value. Don't, don't give it for any other reasons because then you're just giving it half-heartedly like, And that was all prophetic today with Shatira coming up and the others. So Father, I ask you, Lord, to continue your fire. Whatever you're doing, it it doesn't feel good. Sometimes it hurts. The shaping, the molding, being on the wheel, being in the fire, being broken. But Father, all you want is a broken and a contrite spirit. And Father, whether people judge us, we just want to be at your feet. Whether people want to promote us and put us in posters and make our, us great and make us compromise the things that we know are not right, things that we know that are not in that Word, we're not going to do it because we're consistently preaching it, we're consistently praying it, and we're consistently knowing that it's not your way and it's not the perfect way. Whether they accept it or not, whether religion likes it or not, we're going to do your will, Father God. And whether we feel you or hear you, we're going to know, God, because when we know that we preach and your anointing comes, and they hear the miracles and the power that's about to explode, God. It wasn't because of the money. It wasn't because of, of the platform. It was only because we valued you. And what we value, we care about, we sow into. It isn't easy come, easy go. You're everything, God, and we give you everything today. So, Father, we thank you. Let's just pray this prayer right now. Jesus, Jesus. I pour my life to you. I 
unto you. I pick up my cross. Deny myself. Continue to work in me for your good pleasure. Give us to be a drink offering to the nations, to this house, to this community. Father, break every mindset of this world of religion of tradition break us shape us mold us into that vessel dripping with the oil that oil because we become just like you she, he was anointed, not only anointed from the Father, but anointed for burial. And all the anointing does for us is to kill us. The more we die, the more anointing we get. So the more oil we have is the more of Him. He is the oil. Father, just drip us with oil today. Father, we thank you and we seal this word. Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom, revelation, calm. Shake Brazil. We're not going to make things happen, God. You're going you're gonna to happen wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen.